gotta love that. Hi guys, how are you? I'm just gonna wait for people to pop on. I'm telling you, I'm having so much fun today. <laughs> it is one of those days. Do you ever feel like having fun? Today, I am feeling like having fun. And I hope you are too. I hope that you guys have been out. I hope that you have been out in the sun, as you can see. Got some sun. I've been sitting in the sun with the sun, spending uh, some time reading and praying and just getting some stuff together. Um, I just wanna make sure that people are on and that we can hear each other and that we're seeing each other. So if you are here, hey, Michael Framinator, how are you? Um, it is going to be great. Today is gonna to be a lot of fun because I have, I have a friend on. Isn't it great when you get to share your, your stuff with friends and you get to introduce your friends to other people? Well, that is how I am. And so I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, April. So let me just tell you a little bit of how I met April. I went to New Orleans back in 2016 to go and to see Jeremy Ingersheen. And for those of you who know Jeremy, Jeremy is, um, he is such an important person in my life. I love him and his beautiful wife, Shannon, and their three boys. And, um, you know, Jeremy is like a spiritual son to me. And he and I have just uh, had this great connection. So he was going to have a, um, a conference with two other incredible individuals whom I also love, Jesse Berkey and Tyler Johnson. And so they were going to meet together and they were going to have this incredible um, conference. And so my girlfriend surprised me and she bought me tickets and she says, I'm taking you to New Orleans to go and to meet them. But what happened is the conference unfortunately couldn't happen. And so we still had the ticket, so we decided to go. And uh, I contacted Jeremy to say, hey, I'm in New Orleans. And he said, well, my wife is with some amazing women who you are going to love. Let me just put it out again, that you are going to love. And I got to meet these incredible women who were loving on the homeless. And I, I saw April Nielsen and she is a nurse and she was loving on the homeless. And I saw her and then I just saw the fiery, passionate love of Jesus in her eyes. And I said, oh my goodness gracious. First of all, she's beautiful on the outside, but she's amazingly gorgeous on the inside. Her heart is so pure and her care and concern for what God does is just unbelievable. She has has traveled with the likes of um, Randy Clark for Randy Clark Ministries. And she has also been with Heidi Baker. She's been with the Banoffs. Um, she has uh, witnessed um, miracles and she has been a part of Joy, which is one of my favorite things. So without further ado, let me just bring you my beautiful, beautiful friend, April. April, here she comes. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. I'm like, I'm done already just by that introduction. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I love well, you so much. This is going to be so much fun. And I love you. And I just, I, I love the fact that so many people hear the call, but right. they just hear it. <laughs> but you heard the call and you answered it. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. So many people can hear it, but do you answer it? So that's important thing. I mean, it's, you can hear it and it's good. It's good, but you really just have to take a risk and just step out there and do it. Yes. 
So let's let's talk a little bit about that, shall we? Let's talk about what does it look like to risk it all for Jesus? Wow. Oh, wow. I know where to begin. So, <laughs> God, you know, so I actually it's funny. I I love Jesus. He is just my everything, just like I'm sure most of y'all watching feel the same. Um, but, you know, I didn't grow up with a church background I didn't go to church. Um, and it wasn't until I was older like in my twenties when I kind of started searching for God and found an amazing local church. Um, and they had a heart for community, a heart for, um, for missions. And so I actually at first had no interest on going on a mission trip. It was a very simple trip. We were just flying to California and then driving across the border to Mexico and loving on children at an orphanage. Um, I had no interest of going, but because I am a nurse, I had a friend that really wanted to go, but she was pregnant at the time. And her doctor said, you cannot go on the trip unless you have a medical person with you. Um, and so she asked me if I would just attend um, the trip with her. And once she said that, it's like something inside of me unlocked. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to go on this trip, not to be like her medical personnel, but because Jesus really wanted me to go. So I took a chance, signed up for the trip and went. In fact, my friend who was pregnant ended up not going on the trip at all. And when I got there, I just fell in love with just loving others. I realized that that is one of my callings to do in life is just to love like Jesus. Um, so went on that trip, had an amazing, amazing time, just loving on the kids, playing, laughing with them, um, came back home and in fact, just got hooked, started going back to that same orphanage year after year. In fact, there was one time we even brought, my husband and I took a vacation and went to the orphanage. We brought our boys, I have two boys, we brought our boys with us there. Um, and I just really started to get a heart for the nations, not really understanding what that meant fully or what that looked like. All I knew is I just wanted to love others. Um, so we did Mexico for a couple of years in a row. And then the church that I was attending at the time decided to do a trip to um, Africa. And when on that trip, we pretty much did a lot of like instilling biosand filters, going to the different villages and making sure they had clean water. It was an amazing experience. But when I came back, I was not the same April um, that went before and not in a good way. You know, Africa is one of those countries that you really need to just be prayed up um, in order to go there. And so I came back with some little critters because I knew nothing, you guys, nothing about that. I love, love, love the church that I was attending at the time. Um, but they were as what we call now almost like a seeker friendly church. And so we just, I just didn't know about deliverance. I didn't know about prophetic words. I didn't know about being prayed up or any of that. And so I actually went through gosh, probably about seven months of torture, not knowing what was wrong with me. Um, I had multiple people pray for me, but nothing lifted. And it was getting to the point to where I was about to either um, run away, leave my amazing family, leave my career, or end my life. It was really that bad. I was sinking that deep down into a depression. And I had... Um, a friend uh, that I hadn't seen in a really long time that was familiar with deliverance ministry. And she came over and looked at me and she's like, you're not April. What happened to you? And finally it like 
clicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody knows what's wrong with me. Uh, so in that week's time, we went through some prayer sessions and I got a little bit of freedom, but it still wasn't completely lifted. And um, this was the time that I was about to end it all. And God and his just love and his sovereignty just came down and it just boom lifted. Like I literally felt all three of them, boom, 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 just like come off of me. I was completely free in an instant. And my reaction after thanking God was, what was that? And mm -hmm. he said, that was hell. And I'm like, what? Like, I want it like, oh my gosh, I don't want anybody else to have to go through this ever again. Like train me up, teach me, what do I do? And that's how in like, week's time, he led me to a conference called Voice of the Apostles, where Randy Clark, his ministry, Global Awakening, was sponsoring it. Bill Johnson, Heidi Baker, like just all these amazing powerhouses were speaking. So I took a chance. I'm like, I don't know anybody. I'm not in ministry. I'm just a nurse. Ha <laughs> ha. That's funny. <laughs> yep. That's funny, but I just, I didn't know at the time. Like I didn't know my identity. I was an orphan. Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know. I just knew I loved Jesus, but I didn't realize there's so much more out there. Um, and so I took a chance. I took a week off of vacation. I flew out, went to this conference, got completely wrecked. That conference I also ended up meeting my best friend, Heather, who is how we met you. We did a prayer ministry. You know, we feed the homeless together. Um, it was incredible. That week was just, I got hit so hard by the Holy Spirit. I signed up for Global Awakening Ministry School and I signed up for a trip actually to go to Mozambique. Mm -hmm. um, we're having out with Heidi Baker. Right. It was mm -hmm. with Clark's ministry, but we were going to Iris Ministry, Heidi Baker in Mozambique. At least that's what I was supposed to do. But the trip, I was waitlisted. The trip had filled up already. So Global Awakening contacted me and said, hey, we're so sorry. The trip's full. You're on the wait list. But we have a trip coming up in December to Brazil. Would you like to go? And uh, instantly the Holy Spirit said, go, sign up. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I sign up. They give me a brief list of instructions of what to bring, where to go, how to book right. my flight. So I get there and I'm still like clueless about anything and everything basically. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I am just going, you know, I just came back from my very first conference experience. I'm thinking I'm just going to attend a conference that just so happens to me in Brazil. I had no clue it would be called up to give out words of knowledge oh. and to pray for people to be like put mm -hmm. on the ministry. And that's mm -hmm. a lot of like Randy Clark's heart is he wants to equip and train up others um, to do the work for the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we fly in, we put our suitcases, we have a brief orientation, an impartation for Randy Clark. And then that night we're giving words of knowledge. So he calls us up on stage and I'm like freaking out because I've never given a word of knowledge before. And all of a sudden I get the word for, um, for blind eyes to be opened. In the minute I said that, this person said that they started to see. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's something on, Jesus. <laughs> so amazing. Because can I just tell you, as somebody in the medical profession, I didn't realize I actually had a lot of unbelief. Like in the past, if you were to come up to me and say, oh, I have stage four cancer, can you pray for me? I would most likely pray for comfort. And for peace. I, okay, I, 
stop right there. I want you to say that again, because God has been talking to me about that, that the disconnection because of our, the, our belief system sometimes yes. will short change our faith system. Right. That is so true. Yes. I mean, so I had like those little tiny bit of medical knowledge that I mm -hmm. have in here was hindering my faith. It was hindering my belief system that God is a God who heals regardless of how difficult the case is, whether it's a headache, it's blind eyes, or it's stage four cancer, or it's COVID. He wants to heal today. Mm. And so that was like, for me, that was just a huge Jesus kiss. And it was something that I needed and God knew I needed to physically see a miracle like that happen right in front of my eyes. So it was incredible. And since that time, I have just been hooked, called mm. to the nation. So I've been on multiple trips back to Brazil and each time has been incredible with tons of, of healings and miracles. Mm -hmm. um, one of the wildest that I have seen, we were in Brazil, I think this is year 2015 or 16, and we saw a brain tumor come out of this oh guy. Gosh. I'm like, oh my goodness. It was oh so. Oh my goodness gracious. So, yeah. So, you just, some people actually, you need to physically see it, and mm -hmm. then it really will just help to build your faith to know that Jesus is still kind and loving and heals today. Absolutely. And I know there are times, I'm sorry, Lisa, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that I believe is where we're coming into. We're coming into the greater things because um, he really wants us to understand how much he really wants to heal. And it's it's been our own stopping and blocking that has, you know, unfortunately stopped him from moving because it's never him. It's unfortunate. Right. It's always us. It's always us. That is, yes, that is so true. A lot of it too has to deal with, I find some people just need their, their heart just sometimes just needs to be healed first. And then the physical healings just start to come, you know, or you know, like myself, my own personal testimony, I needed some serious deliverance of some nasty little things that were cast on me by these witch doctors, you know, yeah. So yeah. those 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 pesky little witch doctors. <laughs> pesky little witch doctors, you know? Come oh, should on. we should we talk about the pesky little people who sit in the churches and put curses on us? Should we talk about that too? We can talk about that too. <laughs> oh, I'm fired up today. Oh so gosh, we, I we can talk about that too. Because not <laughs> everything has to come from a witch doctor. It right. can come from someone who doesn't know their identity and who can speak against you, which can open up a door for the enemy to walk in. Just Ooh. saying. No, Just saying. Is, wow, that is so good. It's true. I mean, our words are so powerful, even as believers, you know? In fact, they're even more powerful because we're believers. That's so it. it. We just have to be careful with with our words and what we say and really just constantly keep our ears and eyes open and in tune with the Holy spirit and only say what he's telling us to say. And that is wisdom. That is wisdom. Cause that's all that Jesus did. Uh Oh, Lisa's kicking cows. <laughs> Those sacred cows. Those sacred cows, man, they're going down. Oh yeah. And, um, 
that is one of the the things I believe that God is doing in this time that we've had of uh, reset. A lot of people are calling it the reset is he is kicking over those things that need to be that needed to be kicked to the curb. Let's be let's be truthful about it, because there are things, you know, I love that you went right out of the gate and started talking about I went on a missionary trip and then I got demons. Boom. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> There, done, yeah. <laughs> because goodness gracious, how many people are like, well, as a Christian, I don't believe that I can have a demon. Okay, you know, we we can sit there and, and that's what they want you to believe. I'm just gonna say it because okay. it is something that needs to be, we need to wake up to this fact that demons are real. We have to, but we are greater. He is greater. And yes, always. he is greater. So we don't have to fear it, but we have to acknowledge it. You know, yes. being a nurse, if somebody comes in and they have a huge gash and, and they're like, well, you know, it's a big gash, but they don't want to, they don't want to treat it. They don't want to clean it. They don't want to stitch it up. What's right. going to happen? It's got to get infected and you yeah. might have to amputate that leg. Come on. Yeah, so, it's, you know, it's time for us to clean up our wounds and it's time for us to start moving into the fullness. And one of the things that you said, April, is you said, I didn't understand my identity. Didn't know it. Mm -mm. I just know. I didn't know. I'm, I mean, I'm still learning. We're all still learning, right? Yes. I mean, I know I'm a daughter, and but he's teaching me now, not just to walk in lordship, but like priesthood, to learn to legislate, like to, to act as a being. Like we are co- heirs with Christ. We are called to legislate from the heaven of heavens down to earth. And so it all comes with our identity. And in order to learn who we truly are in Christ, we need intimacy. That's right. Oh, that is the key. Like I am always, you call me out on it. Yesterday we had a conversation like on my face all the time. Mm -hmm. so, and I mean, you have to be, that was one thing on one of my, um, my trips that I did, we were supposed to be ministering, um, to the youth one night and the Lord had me flat on my face for the entire day up until the next day. That was my first time I ascended up into heaven. Mm -hmm. I was completely, completely wrecked. And after that I came back, um, and I was ministering on the streets with Heather and okay. I saw this sign of this young kid that we were ministering to for a couple of weeks. His name was Bernard. And his sign just read, I am ugly. And, <gasps> and, I, and my heart broke. Oh. Like, just not only as just like as a mother, I mean, because he was a young, like early oh. 20, you know, but just as an heir, a co heir with Christ to see that one of God's sons felt that way about himself. And that was when I knew I just had to go out, whether it was in my workplace, in mm. my home, with my in my church community, out on the streets in New Orleans, or wherever I go, or to the nations, to just love, to yeah. love on people, to call out the gold as you do so well, Lisa, but to just let people know who they are in Christ, that they are loved and they are cherished. And so since then, I've just been completely on fire. And I think it was shortly after that was when you came into um into town and that we met on the on the streets was after that. That's usually when it happens. <laughs> it's usually when I kind of I kind of show up and wreck things. Um and it was 
it, it was interesting because one of the things that the Lord really highlighted with with me, um, one of the things that he shows me is he uses um, cartoons. He uses things that um, I don't understand. And because of your beautiful fiery red hair, of course, he showed me brave. And I oh. saw the word brave. I saw it. So and it was like bravery and it was that warrior, you know, that was not someone who sat passively and waited for, for somebody to come and defend her. No, she knew how to wield her sword. She knew how to fight. In fact, she would train others how to fight. And that's what the Lord showed me. Um, wow. And then what I, um, what I, I can still see, and I can see how God has been shifting and changing you. And then you you came to my my daddy's girl conference yes, in 2018. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was so excited, and we got to meet you, and people got to love on you, and um, and uh, you and Mama Karen got to show your your tattoos. But but there was something that I believe kind of shifted because then I I've been to New Orleans and I've I've gone to the Bourbon Street um, revival which I want to talk about that but let me just finish up with with the Daddy's Girl um, that as much as as you were uh, there to be a part of the synergy that God was birthing and moving you into this new place. Um, and that's where I, I'm seeing because I see this incredible growth and this this um, the flowers that are coming forth is just breathtaking. And I can just see how Papa is is just he just waters you and you just like okay, thank you. <laughs> and, and you just and then all of a sudden a new a new little like bud pops off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're so quick to just okay thank you you know and meanwhile me i'm like no don't give me any more water no i'm not ready for this <laughs> i need to be more like april <laughs> uh, but i must say with the flowers though comes like you mentioned the pruning as well yes. which mm -hmm. we do, you know we do need that so because he loves this he's such a good papa and he just wants us to continue to grow from glory to glory and in order to do that he has to prune us back, but it's our responsibility to stay connected to that vine. Yes. The entire time. Like even if he's, he's peeling us back and he's taken out a couple of the thorns, you know, we still have to be connected to him at all times. Absolutely. It's vitally important. So it, you know, it was very interesting and I, I'm, I'm and then we're going to transition out of the daddy's girl, but I do want to talk about something because, um, I was very strategic with the people that I placed, not realizing that there were two women with the same name and the right. wrong woman in my eyes yeah. went with you because I thought this other woman was going to be perfect, but Papa knew better. Can I just tell you, April, what you poured into that young lady that she came to my daddy's girl last year and she actually stood up and gave me a word. Oh, come on. Ooh. Oh, that's amazing. She yeah. was so broken. Yes. She was so broken. And she God knew, yeah. yes, and God knew exactly who to place her with. So as much as we sometimes think, well, I'm not being seen God sees everything and uses every single person. 
And so he used April at a conference where she might ha have been a speaker that spoke to everybody, but the ones who she did encounter, she poured into and they burst forth. Come on. That is, oh. it was such a beautiful, beautiful testimony to how God moves in and through us if we allow him. It's so true. Yes. I mean, everywhere you go, that's what I always say. Like, yes, I go to the nations a lot. I do. I, I feel called for that. Mm -hmm. But it's wherever we go is our mission field. I know many of you have heard that statement, but it's true. Wherever you go is your mission field. And I think something, a positive thing that has come out of this whole time, the last couple of months, the stay at home is that yeah. we slowed down, especially mm -hmm. as Americans, we have slowed down. And I'm really hoping that that changes for all of us mm -hmm. and that we continue to slow down and whether even if we're going to work or we're stopping to grab a coffee before work, we take the time and notice and observe what's happening around us. Don't yes. go back to the fast paced hustle and bustle of life that allow this time that we've been spending and soaking with the Lord from um, from the whole stay home and really, really affect um, the world and change us by slowing down and recognizing who's in front of us, even if it's a kind word or a simple smile can brighten somebody's day. And that you're just illuminating the light of Jesus, the hope of Jesus by just being kind to people. Mm, that's so good. And that is the mandate that we're supposed to be actually living in that we're not. Um, I'm just saying we're, we're supposed to be the light. Jesus says you don't hide your light. And if you lose your, you know, who covers their light? Right. Apparently the church does. But no Girl, more. Come on. <laughs> no more. But no more. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. She is going to shine bright in this yeah. season. She yeah. is going to illuminate and going to expose the darkness. Because that's what I truly see happening to the bride. I see her rising up. I see her waking up. And I see her like, game on. Whew, I felt that one just now. I got right. like a little felt. Wow, come on, arise, arise. Arise and shine because your light has come. Come on. This is exactly what we are called to do. The other stuff has been wonderful. Okay. Right. And really. and and I'm not, I love the church. I'm saying this a bunch, a bunch of times. I don't like religion. Yes, come on. I yep. love the church don't like religion because religion stops and blocks us from being everything that we've been called to be. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It puts it, it puts the dunce cap on some people. It, it puts some people in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, come, come on now. Yes. We're all called. To, we to are all called. That's yes, right. You know, our parts in the kingdom, we need each other mm -hmm. to learn our identity, to pour out what your mandate is. And it all, like woves together it all intertwines together but we need to do our part basically yes and it's it's a it's not I, what do I, I i keep hearing it's like it's not a game anymore like the stakes are higher i agree the stakes are higher because yeah. we've gone through this um well because you're a labor and delivery nurse you'll totally get this um <laughs> we've crowned Yes. We've crowned. Yeah. Yes. But now the work comes. We've got to push and you've got to push. Come on. Yeah. And that, it's the it's the quickest stage 
a lot of times, but it needs requires the most from you. It requires the most focus. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus the entire time. And oh, come on. Yes. Could you imagine, you know, because being a labor and delivery nurse, you tell people, okay, focus on something. Yes. Put your, your attention. Point. Put your focal point. What's your mm -hmm. focal point? Okay. Breathe. So use yeah. the breath of God to focus, yeah. to push. Mm -hmm. Man, man, I'm telling you, it is time to get the diapers ready. <laughs> Babies are coming. Oh, I love it. Yes. Babies are coming. And that is one of the things that being, um, being a labor and delivery nurse, you get to see new life coming every single day. Oh my gosh. It is incredible. I am truly blessed each time. I mean, I know we all have our days at work, right? We kind of mm -hmm. get in that, that, but it only takes a second. And Jesus reminds me that it is such a privilege to mm -hmm. be in the delivery room. I mean, I, I try and be like a little Holy Spirit ninja. And as soon as those babies oh, are <laughs> over them, you know, and one of the first things I whisper to the babies, believe it or not, is I'm always like, remember <gasps> oh, that first voice remember that first touch because your spirit was just dropped down like, remember who you are i whisper that to all my babies come on so, come on to be able to do that yeah do you know incredible. what's really interesting is larry randolph talks about that when god he said i have to say this right when god imagined you that he and he put you in his heart and created you in his heart, in the image of what he wanted you to be, that he actually came and he watched you being birthed. And he said, oh, oh, look, oh, it's exactly what I envisioned. It's exactly what I want. Oh, it's so, look how beautiful. Look how perfect. It's, it's exactly, it's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. And that has wrecked me. I think about that every day because wow. as someone becomes a believer i can use those same words and say god was there the day that you were born he had people like april who yeah. just would and say don't forget your first don't love forget don't, don't forget, forget the voice the first voice that formed you in your mama's womb yeah. you know you get to there are angels that are surrounding the birth Gosh, all the time. And if I don't feel them in the room, I'll call mm -hmm. them in. Come on, where are they? I know you're there. Come. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you get to see, I believe that women who do labor and delivery have um have such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful assignment from the Lord because they get to take something that was just from him and bring it into here. And their time for here was appointed. There are no accidents, even if it's late. And, and I'm just going to speak to those who might have lost a child. Even if it was for a short time, their time was still here. And if you really start to listen and, and listen to different people, and I, I like to listen to different people who have a heavenly perspective. And one of the things is um, the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, he says, Lisa, everything that you are living out, you've agreed to. That's the good and the bad. What? Wow. Now, now I'm just going to I'm just going to say we've agreed to it. But would we agree if it wasn't going to be good? 
would we have agreed if it was only going to be bad? Like there are people who could see their life as being nothing. But if you could see it from the perspective of Papa, and he says, but look at who you've touched. Look at who you moved. Look at what you've done. Look, it, it, it's just like, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Bailey, George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. If yes. his life wasn't here, his impact would have left a void. And things wouldn't have shifted and moved. So there, wow. there's something so beautiful about life and just encouraging people back to hearing their first voice, right? That That's one of the things. Okay, I want to talk to you because as, as you love on the newborn babies, you also have loved on the forgotten children. Oh, I'm going to cry on this. On the forgotten children. Yeah. You love, you love on the prodigals. You love on the prodigals. I like you. I love the church. I love, you know, certain places I go to, um, to the nations. We're in churches. We're equipping and training. I love the church, but my heart give me to the stinkiest, drunkest, you know, high on whatever. Like that is my (laughs) passion. Mm-hmm. I love to go and just sit with them on the ground and mm-hmm. just talk to them. Let them know that they are seen, not mm-hmm. just by me, a passerby, but they're seen by Jesus. That's right. And a lot of times the way we do it is, I mean, I don't go out like, I know there's different um, opinions on this. I don't go out and blatantly like openly preach the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. I just sit with them and I just love on them. And through that encounter, you know, we gain trust and we go back week after week after week. And then it opens up the conversation mm-hmm. to Jesus, you know, and then and then slowly getting them to um, to know who he is and want a relationship with them. But yes, I love the prodigals. Mm-hmm. So all of them home, whether it's to a church or whether it's just right. to a corner or whether it's to a bar on Bourbon Street, we call them home. Oh, we are gonna <laughs> we are gonna talk about that, but I do want to say something that the Lord showed me, and He said to me because I was I was praying for my children, and you know my children aren't serving yet, yet, yes. yet. <laughs> I'll say it three times because God usually says it to me three yes. times. Um, but what he but what he said to me is he said lisa he goes i love your children because they are my children and he says and i call them my children because i know the second the day the hour and the second that they will receive me as their father and i i was weeping weeping done <laughs> done so take that wow yeah take that Right? Yes. Because he says, my children, my children, my children. And people are like, well, that's only, that's only me. I'm his child because, well, no, he doesn't see that. He talks to his children because he doesn't see them in the present tense. He sees them as is. When they, they came from him, they're coming back to him. Just saying. So good. Your child is always your child. It don't change. They don't change. You're right. And He's the church has so not church. I take that back. Religion, religion has told us differently. Religion has said, well, they didn't jump through enough hoops. 
Oh, oh. oh, I'm going there. Oh, I'm going there. Right? You didn't take enough classes. I did. Oh, no. You did, not, you did not take enough classes. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you ask them if they received Jesus? I'm like, I know because Jesus didn't tell me to ask them. He already knew. Right. You don't know what's in somebody's heart. Right. You don't know. You don't know, but God yeah. does. When a heart shifts, the father knows. Somebody can accept him in a New York minute and we would never know it because sometimes we don't need to know because otherwise we put a notch on our belt. Exactly. And that's not what it's about. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go. I'm going there. I'm telling you, I'm all fired up today. <laughs> you go up and just love on people. You just that's introduce it. them to the one that they actually already know. They just mm -hmm. forgot. Oh, you know? come on. Yeah. And you know what? I don't even think that they, they oh, now I'm going to cry again. Um, it's not that they forgot. They believe that he forgot. Whoa, that's it. You're right. That's it's what never. It they don't believe that they forgot. They believe right. he forgot. That's so good. And that's so true. You're and, right on the money with that. Yes. And so it is our job to say, he hasn't forgotten you. Mm -hmm. He has, he sees you. Uh, my, my first encounter with a homeless person was at, um, and I'm just going to share because might as well, might as well, you know, people are like, oh, transparency is so nice. Well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a time that my husband just wasn't working. He just, mm -hmm. it was after 9-11, things shriveled up. There was no, there was no um, work for him. I wasn't working because my kids were little. So, you know, the family was like, you need to go and get help. So I had to go to, you know, social services, which I was not thrilled with because I'm like, my help comes from the Lord. I was speaking scriptures and I was, and I said, I believe that I'm being sent on an assignment. That's what I said. And so I went and I'm reading every single scripture. My husband's talking to the social worker and I'm reading every single scripture. And I'm saying, my God shall provide all my needs according to his riches and glory that I should not worry about what I drink or what I wear or um, what I eat because the Lord God shall provide for me that the Lord knows my every need and I shall call upon him and he will answer me. And I was just going back and forth. And I'm going through my, and you're not, to, you know. <laughs> and, in the middle of it, in the middle of it, because the walls are paper, paper thin, I hear this young boy who's telling the social worker that he's living in the woods because his parents died, because he's doing drugs, and because his grandparents have thrown him out. And he was crying. And I started to weep. And I started to weep. And I'm trying to keep myself together. Now, of course, the social worker thinks I'm like having a meltdown because here I am. I need help from the government. No, that's not why. <laughs> but what the Lord asked me to do is he asked me to speak to that boy. And I said, well, bring him over here. <laughs> I'll speak to him. Lord, you bring him over here by me. <laughs> and he said, go speak to that boy. And I said, well, Lord, there's no place for me to sit. Somebody gets up, moves, see, oh, right next wow. to him. Let's go speak to that boy. And I'm like, well, Lord, I can't leave my husband. Another person right next to the seat that's empty gets up now two seats. And I said, oh, Lord, 
I, I said, I, I can't go over there because my husband's not going to want to come. Two other people come, sit back down in those spots. So I, I missed my opportunity. So we went in. I decided, you know, we had to go see somebody else. I come back out and said, if I see him, I will go talk to him. Because now I've already decided in my heart, I'm going to go do this. And I walk out and he's gone. And I go, and so I'm walking defeated to the car. But see, God is a God who redeems all things because he knows our heart. He knows our our uh, intimidations and he knows our resistance is not because we don't want to be obedient, but because we're afraid. And so as I'm walking, I hear the Lord say, look, he said, Lisa, when I tell you to go somewhere, you go just like that. I get into the car, I tell my husband, I should have talked to that boy. And my husband goes, which, which boy? And I go, you know the one. And I pull back my seatbelt and guess who's walking out the door? <gasps> that boy. Nice. And I pull back the seatbelt and I jump out the car and I go run into him. And I don't know what to say, <laughs> but God filled, he filled, and I didn't have anything to give him because we didn't have any money. I couldn't give him anything. I couldn't, he, I didn't smoke. I couldn't give him anything. But what I could give him was the fact that God knew him and saw him and told wow. him that he saw him crying and that he wasn't crying by himself and that he was with him. I didn't even know if this kid was, was a believer. And he kept saying, do I know you? Because he didn't see me. He saw something that he recognized. Ooh, yes. He didn't know me, but he knew something was familiar. And I'm saying this and sharing this. Don't be afraid to be used because they will recognize him. They will recognize him. When you minister, April, they recognize Papa. They say, that's, that's why your stories... Your stories and, and what you and Heather, Heather um, Burnham, Burnham. Mm -hmm. it's just incredible. Incre I mean, the stories and, and because of what you guys have done, God has given her and you and the team a bar on Bourbon Street oh, it's to crazy. go and minister. And it's <laughs> called Saints and Sinners. You can't make this stuff no. up. Every time I'm like, oh my goodness, I know it's oh. incredible what uh, what he's doing and how he's just uniting, um, you know, religions just like you said, it's gone by the wayside no more. He's uniting the body of Christ. So it's different churches coming in together to worship and praise and mm -hmm. we're bringing in the homeless or just anybody that wants to come or tourists so they're there thinking they're there for a party. That is my best moment. I love when we're there worshiping and it's wild and crazy Jesus party. Oh, and yeah. the people are coming in off the streets, off of Bourbon Street, hearing mm -hmm. the party and mm -hmm. they come upstairs and they're like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And then they come in and they give their lives to Jesus or they just start worshiping with us, you know, or they, they put their drink down or they undo their cigarette or just any wow. of that. I mean, they just, they're just there because they feel the holiness, they feel the presence of God when they come up. And we are, it's a two-story building. So when we worship, we're in the upper room, of course. So it's like they come Where up. Else would you be? <laughs> no, no. And it's just, it's just incredible. So, and then we just, you know, we're trying to um, get connected with different churches and trying to get them plugged in in some way, just to try and disciple them 
uh, through that. Or we're also trying to connect with people, obviously, because if they're tourists, right, they're, they live in another part of the nation, another part of the world to try and connect them with different um, people that can help with their walk to, you know, just to get closer to Jesus. But it is, we are just having an incredible time. It is so much fun. And then every Tuesday, Taco um, Tuesdays, you know, we just are the amazing friend that owns the bar just says, here it is and opens it up. And we just invite the homeless in and let them sit down in the restaurant portion um, and just serve them tacos, Taco Tuesday. And it's just incredible. It's building community uh, in itself with the homeless people. So it's just, yeah, we just can't wait to see what's happening uh, oh, in the future. It's so, be much more is coming. so much more is coming because number one, now April didn't even talk to you and tell you guys that they built a baptismal like watch <laughs> and they were doing baptisms on Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street yes. Baptisms <laughs> on the Bourbon Street. I love it. We have a picture and the guy, you know, he's got his Budweiser boom, right there and goes in and gets dumped and then takes a beer. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Love it. <laughs> where did Jesus, where did Jesus hang? Jesus would have been on Bourbon Street with you guys. I'm just saying. I do. I totally believe that. He's, he's right there in the room with us every time. Yes. And that's, that's what I, um, Okay, so I and I do want to talk about um, how people have had their lives transformed because you, both you and Heather and some other incredible individuals, yeah. helped a homeless couple get oh, married. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories. So, but I want you to tell it. So, <laughs> yes. So with a, a team, this was actually a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we were out ministering like we always do. And we come across our regulars. So we came across our sweet couple, Lori and Jose. And they were so excited that day. They were talking about their wedding. They wanted to get married. They had been living with each other for um, for quite a while now. And they were both started going to church. They accepted Jesus, but they wanted to get married. So she was so excited. Sweet Lori was telling us that she found the most amazing old blue prom dress in a garbage can outside of like a dry cleaning or laundry store. And she was going to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and get juice boxes. And all their homeless friends were just, we're going to come and see them get married. And Heather and I just looked at each other and it's like, we both got the idea at the same time. And it's perfect because my bestie Heather, like that's her area. She's amazing. She's called to be an apostle. She's a pastor, oh, but she's, she's an awesome in the business. You know, so like it was just perfect. And then we just saw it instantly. We're like, we need to throw them a wedding. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the whole it was just whole prophetic as well. Like she's preparing the bride. She's preparing the bride in our area in New Orleans to get ready for his coming. Um, but it was just so, so sweet. So Heather got on Facebook that day. And by that night, we had wedding rings donated, wedding cake an actual like beautiful bridal gown. Everything was donated by the end of the night. And we had invitations. We went out and passed them out to all their homeless friends and threw them the most beautiful, amazing wedding outdoors, videos, photographer, everything with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches juice and wedding cake. It was and rings. amazing and, and rings, but two beautiful silver oh rings they were just precious and then 
a few months later, we found out like we Heather had connections. Her and her husband Darren managed to get them off the streets into their own apartment. And it's just been an incredible, an incredible journey. And that's just one story. Heather and just her vision and everything that the team has done. They have gotten so many people off the streets and into rehab or, um, you know, just reconnected with their family. So it's been a wild and crazy journey. And it all started with just a vision to go out and just love on people. No agenda. You know, Heather had an encounter with Jesus and she knew she had to give it away. So she started with a backpack filled with granola bars, socks and water. And her and her husband and sister would go out like once a month and just love on the homeless. And then when I met Heather, which was a total God connection, we just ended up going with um, with Shannon, Manga Shane. We ended up going once a week. It turned into this weekly thing. And we were like their street mamas is what they used to call us. Mm -hmm. And we were, you know, both that we were all working, we got little kids, and so it wasn't the most nutritional food. We'd go out and buy a hundred hamburgers uh -huh. with some chips and water, throw them in our kids' wagon mm -hmm. and streets. And that's so simple. At the time we didn't have a ministry, we mm -hmm. weren't in a particular like mm -hmm. church outreach. We just loved Jesus and we just wanted to give it away. So something as simple as just handing out water. You know, sometimes love actually looks like something physical for people that actually have needs. Okay. That's where you start. Just simple love, relationship, friendship, and some basic needs is how God can use. It's just a simple tool that he can use to break down barriers mm -hmm. and help establish trust where you can allow them to see who Jesus is. I love that. Love love actually looks like something. It actually yeah. It does. It's not just a word. Right. It's just not a feel good kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's an action. I always say that love is an action word. You're, you have to put something behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the um, one of the things that the Lord really talked to me about with the homeless is he said that the homeless are the new lepers. Nobody wants to get near the homeless people because they're afraid that homeless is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I really feel like they're going to be the ones that are preaching. They're the ones that are called to start Absolutely. giving the prophetic words. And yeah. yeah, they're the, yeah, the unseen. That's, and that's, that is, you know, when they say calling, um, you know, if you, if you listen to the, the song, the sound of silence by Simon and Garfunkel, right? One of the, the verses is, and the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and the tenement halls. Wow, come on. It's such a, it's such a beautifully prophetic song, you know, because it's the sound of silence. We, we have lost our voices to speak the truth. We're afraid of, of, of hurting people and we're afraid of saying, something that might not be politically correct, but goodness gracious. But what God is doing is he's tenderizing hearts to go out. You know, Jesus said, when, when you visited the sick, when you visited me in prison, when you visited me and you gave me something to eat, when you gave me something to wear. And the disciples looked at him and said, when did we do those things? And they, he says, when you do it for others, you do it for me. We've forgotten that lo love looks like something. Wow. Yeah. 
And what you guys have done is you've shown the look of love because it's been an inconvenience for you to get up on a Saturday morning in the heat and to go and bring all the food. I've been there. I was with you guys. I had so much fun. We were praying over some woman who was like dealing with some demons. I was like, yeah, come on, let's do this. You know, and my heart, my heart with daddy's girl, I want to, I want to, I want to put princess crowns on all those women. Yes. I want to put princess crowns on every single one of those women and prophesy to them. That is my heart. Yes. Come on. <laughs> come on. I'm telling you, there is something, there is something about when you wear a crown, you remember who you are. Yeah. You don't have to convince a little girl to put a crown on. No, but you not have to convince an older woman to. So good, Lisa. Yeah. That's why daddy's girl is here, you know, but, but the, I am, I want to, I want to kind of go back because I want to talk about some of the things that um, besides the mission stuff, besides the homeless that you've loved on, besides the miracles and the signs and the wonders, you are also a nurse. You have been on the front line during a very, very difficult time, a very challenging time, especially trying to quell the fears of a woman who's about to give birth in in the most dangerous time that she believes or perceives. And you have to comfort her and tell her that her child is going to be completely safe because there were all kinds of guidelines that if somebody came up positive that they would have to take the baby and there were all these fear things that were going out. Oh, I, I did some more. Yeah, it's, yeah. So you know? that actually I think has, the Lord has been using me the most. So um, of course, being that I'm a labor and delivery nurse, we actually have had a lot of COVID positive patients, but they're a little different than what you're hearing about on the news, just because generally when you're giving birth for the most part, you're between 20 and 40. So you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have any patients that were actually on ventilators or, you know, basically fighting for their life. Like we've heard. Before we go, I just want to be careful if you can use some different, because sometimes it'll shut down the broadcast. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Understand. They're watching. <laughs> um, <okay>. So <laughs> with that being said, then. It was really just a lot of fear, as you mentioned earlier, Lisa, lots mm-hmm. of, um, of fear. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times visitors aren't allowed, you know, normally when a woman goes into a hospital to give birth, it's a celebration and a lot of family are allowed to come in, either eat in the room for the birth or shortly after to congratulate. And during this whole time uh, with the stay home order, we haven't um, been able to do that for our for our patients, for our clients. And so it's really been about going in and just allowing the peace of God to just saturate that entire delivery room. Um, mm-hmm. We actually had one lady that was positive, so she couldn't have any visitors. And she was so fearful that she was in tears. And when I asked to pray for her, um, she allowed. So that is one thing I was actually seeing a lot more of. I'm getting a lot more requests for prayer um, than ever before. So that has been amazing to see um, that so many of my patients have been receptive for um, for prayer during this time. But I have to say this one particular delivery was one of my all-time memorable ones because the joy of the Lord came Come in. Come on. 
filled that room where she started laughing. She got on FaceTime with her family. They got hit with the Holy Spirit. Everybody was laughing and she actually laughed her baby out. Instead of pushing the baby out, she laughed her baby out. It was incredible. <laughs> I love that. Come on. I mean, it's a joyous time. Uh -huh. and so instead of all that fear. So she came in with all this fear um, and anxiety. And I mean, it is sometimes an anxious time for a woman when they go into labor, especially your first, you don't know what to expect. But the Lord completely overtook that room over all of us in that room and just it was a joyous a joyous time come on any gold dust on that baby <laughs> i know that baby I, I probably didn't have to say remember it did it remembered oh, it. yeah boy <laughs> Heck yeah um, and that i really believe that as we're we're transitioning from this um from the stay at home into let's go back out um, I believe that we're going to start to see more angelic occurrences, especially on Bourbon Street. Come on. Come I mean, on. there were so many angels when we were we were just there in uh, last uh, June. I think we, we, came. Yeah. we came in June. And um, when we came, we brought some angels with us. And these angels were like very, they were very into everything that was happening because when when God does stuff, He sends angelic protection sometimes, or He'll send out angelic warriors because He's doing something, He's building something. And so we were just in the midst of it. I wasn't expecting Bourbon Street to be as as crazy and so full of the presence of God that it was, but it shouldn't have surprised me. And so, you know, in this, in this stay at home time and, and this, um, this preparation, I feel that there is going to be this huge explosion that is going to burst Come just, on. Like, yes. just like that dam, man, it is going to burst that the Holy spirit is just going to flood the streets because there is there is something that he wants to do. He has he has such plans for New Orleans. He has such plans for New Orleans. He has so much that he wants to do. And I, and it's funny because when, when we went, we we walked and we prayed. You know, we that's what we do. We yeah. walk and we pray. That's what I do. We walk and we pray. And so we were walking, we were praying. And that's what I did for the four days when I first met you in 2016. Right. I was praying and I was just, I was just prophesying. I was just praying and stuff. And it was really interesting because the Lord said, he says, Lisa, he says, you are a part of something that others have been doing with you. You are partnering. See, that's the other thing too. We can partner. Yes, come on with people. We can partner whether we're, we know them or not. When we pray in the spiritual language, when we partner into going into that spiritual realm, we're partnering with people. So yeah. your boots might not be on the ground, but theirs might be. Yes. And so we can just start praying these things in because I really believe that, that the best is coming. And I really believe that that child that you, um, that you help to bring joy. into the world joy, I really believe yeah. that that child is going to carry that he's going to care. Is it a he? Was it, it is. He? Oh, yeah. did you it say is. it was a he? Yeah. No, I don't know if I said he or she, but yeah, it was. 
Oh, okay. Because I heard he is carrying. He, yeah. yeah, he is carrying a mantle of joy. Yes, he is carrying a mantle of joy, and he is going to bring joy to some shady places. That's all I'm going to say. Shady, shady places. Yeah, and we are going to start to. Um, I really believe. Um, actually, I feel April that you're supposed to be praying over some people. I feel like you're. I think that there's some predict prophetic words that are kind of bubble up inside of you as you've been seeing things because all of a sudden the lord's like all right i want i want her to start giving some prophetic words I'm like oh oh keto i'll stop i'll stop speaking so um i don't know if if that is something that you have been kind of getting some stuff on as people have been popping up and seeing things but um i just um yeah i just feel like there's some there's some words that need to come forth so just oh, come stir. on Stir yourself up, stir yourself up. <laughs> it's good. And what, I mean, it's appropriate. Come on, Pentecost. It's Pentecost week, oh, right? So I'm like, come on. So everybody on this broadcast, just about Woo. to get hit Woo. with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Something that you've never experienced before. I keep seeing definitely some upgrades, 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 because he is getting ready to pour out even more into you so that you can take this back to your work. You can take this back to your family. You can take this out on the streets, whatever he's calling you to. I see Papa God just bringing downloads like new blueprints. I don't know if anybody out there is um, like super creative, but I feel like that's the next thing that he's doing. He wants us to take our stand and start to become more innovators so that we can truly take back the kingdom for the kingdom finances to come forth because it takes finances to continue to make the kingdom to grow and grow and grow and to get his word out there, to be able to, to take trips, to go to other nations, to, to do whatever he's calling, to call other ministries. But come on, the world we live in, it takes finances. So downloads and blueprints for new inventions, for royalties to start coming in, to be ordered to advance the kingdom at this time. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yes. Yep. 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 That sits. That totally sits. <laughs> Woo. Shoot. Come on, Lord. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Ooh. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I just want to encourage um there's um there's a couple of you who have been really on the fence about some stuff. I know that's kind of me too, but um I just feel that there are some people who are on the fence about stepping into something new. And I just hear the Lord saying that it's time for you to start stepping, that it that it's okay, that he's already given you the stepping stones to walk on. So you do not have to worry. You don't have to worry about slipping and falling in. You're not going to bruise yourself. You're not going to be uh, on your butt, so to speak, because this is kind of, these rocks are kind of slippery. It's kind of like I'm hearing the word slippery slope. But do not be afraid because he's already placed these different these places for you to walk. And as long as you're staying on his path, he is going to um, help you cross over. And I also see the Lord saying that there are people who are um, also thinking about going back to school. There's a couple on here who are thinking about going back to school. And I'm hearing the Lord saying that he is bringing up um, the education 
solution to some people and they're because they've always felt as um they didn't finish that they didn't finish and that there's something inside of them that they feel less them and i hear the lord saying that don't look at your age and don't look at your situation because there is about to become this new um opportunity of educational um uh, advancement that's coming forth. So you're going to start to be able to sign up and you're going to be able to get the degree that you weren't able to get because of the sacrifices that you've done or even because of the missed opportunities that happens. I feel that God is also redeeming, um, redeeming that for some people. Um, I also, I'm going to take off my glasses now. Um, and I also see that there are, um, there is a, um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the word visionaries that God has called forth visionaries. I'm Come seeing on. the word vision and Aries. So I don't, I don't know, but I see them in two separate things. So, and, um, and the thing, when I think about Aries, I think of the, um, the Ram, right? That's when I, I'm, I'm kind of, it's almost like, so it could be, um, not that he's going to, well, he's going to use what he, got, he has to use, but I keep seeing the vision Aries, um, but I see him as two separate words. So I don't know if it's a birthday kind of thing, um, but I just see that God is giving people these new visions that, and it's something that you've never thought of before. It's not something you've ever you know, it's never been on your radar before, but God is giving you these new ideas and he's giving this you a new vision. I feel that there are um, uh, some people who were on, um, I, they, I, I just want to say that you felt like a Lazarus. You felt like you died, <laughs> but then all of a sudden God called you forth and you came out of the cave and you just, you just came out. You were really surprised because you thought you were done. You really thought that you were done, but God just called you out of the cave. And I feel like God is going to start to, um, to give you a new vision to, to get to some new places. It's, um, it's, um, a, a vision to see things that you couldn't see before. It, it's not like, um, it, it's going to the things that you've thought of, but there were missing pieces. He's giving you the, <clears throat> the ability to see what was missing. So you're going to start to see the missing pieces because you already have the part that, that he's given you. I hope that makes sense to somebody. I don't know if that makes sense, but if it does, please let me know. Um, because I really do believe that that is, um, yes, it hits this sits and hits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, um, and, and that's the whole thing about the prophetic is that once you start bubbling up, it bubbles up around you. And then people are called to prophesy. People are called to start giving words of encouragement. You know, this is this is not um, this is not a spectator sport anymore, guys. This is all in. This is time for everybody to pick up their bats and to at least swing at the ball. Go Just ahead. go out and swing at the ball. He can slow the ball down. He can. He's God. He can slow that ball down because just like a good father, he throws low and slow to help you to be able to hit. Once you start to hit a few, then he starts to, to change it just a little bit. He starts to raise it and give it a little bit more difficulty because what he's doing is if he always stays at that same place, you're never going to advance. So a lot of people are getting very uncomfortable where God is taking them, but it's because he's stretching you. He's stretching you to go to the, to the more, to a higher level. That's where he's taking you. Yeah. 
Yeah, Amy, that one's for you, hon. I kept hearing him. Step it up, step it up, step it up, step it up, girl. Come on. Come He's on. In, you have the most amazing, amazing ministry. Such an incredible voice that needs to be released even more. I know you're already doing it, but he's calling you to more to greater. So step it up, it's coming, glory to glory. Come on, <laughs> come on, there you go, there you go. Um, I'm just gonna see. Yeah, and if you guys have prophetic words, if you wanna uh, say something to April, you know, um, we'll, we will always take a prophetic word for this April. <laughs> Let me tell you, sometimes, you know, sometimes the givers don't get that much. Just saying, right? Sometimes the givers don't get that much. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness gracious. There you go. You will be used by him, Samantha. Yep. 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 Prophecy is my jam. So there you go. Samantha, that's awesome. Yeah, I was floored and sought out. They helped me in this area. Yes, you will be used. And I believe everybody's going to be used. Everybody, this is the thing. And you know this too. I mean, because April, you know, when when you're around a bunch of women, I mean, you're around Shannon, who's beautiful, and you're around Heather, that's beautiful. Gorgeous. And you are beautiful. I mean, all three of you, just gorgeous. And you here you are, mama's going out. And I think, uh, I, I think Shannon at the time had the baby. And so she had the baby in the carrier. And you guys, are all going out loving you know loving on the unlovable but there was never any type of um competition or um, nothing nothing no. so guess what women can actually work together and prophesy together and still love each other it can happen we are going to build each other up yeah. and stop tearing down stop comparing the only thing you need to compare is who you're really supposed to be in Christ and who you are now. Compare that with Jesus, but do not compare yourself to other women. You know, you need to come up and see what's what's good in them and let them know and build them up and encourage them to continue to step out or continue to do what they're what they're doing. Yes, come on. You can speak that again because seriously. <laughs> There, there was a, a song I'll never forget. There was a song that when I first became a, a, a Christian, I started listening to music and it says, uh, in my father's house, it's a big, big house. It's got yeah, yeah. lots of rooms, right? And a big, big yard where we can play football, right? It's my father's house. If he has that big of a house, don't you think that you have a place? I'm just saying. You know? Yeah. And the house is a mountain. It's huge. See? Now, have, yeah. you, have you had visions of heaven? Yes. Yes. I, will, you share, will, you, will you share something? Will you share so They're different. They're, yeah, they're different things. So, um, I mean, back to my original, my first ascension when I was in Brazil and planted on the floor for a day and a half. My roommate had to carry me on the bus. They had to carry me to put me to bed. Like, I was out. I was so in the spirit first time. Um, uh. And took me up to heaven. Come and on. I mean, it's differently for a lot of people, but for me, it was, it was a purging time as well. Mm -hmm. So for me, the heaven started in the garden with Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, with a beautiful pond and like waterfalls and flowers and just walking with Jesus. And a lot of times he didn't even say anything. I just needed his presence. Mm -hmm. um, and so it always starts with the garden of my heart, as I say. So I tend to go to the garden a lot. 
Um, the next place that I go to is the ballroom, of course, to like just dance with Jesus. Yes. He's the best dancer. He is. And his eyes are always focused on you like nobody else. Nobody and there's else. different people in the room with you. Yes. The cloud witnesses are there. Yes. But his eyes are on you and you alone. So, so that is like one of my, my favorite places. Um, been to the throne room a few times. That one, I'm still like the cloud of witnesses are all around. Um, and I go into like this flame and that for me is like, he's purging things off of me. It's like the refiner's fire. Um, it's on the first time I entered that room. I must say, I actually had fear. It was like fear of the Lord. Mm. Um, and he told me to step into the flame and I'm like, ha what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it didn't, it, I mean, it didn't burn at all. Like it didn't feel, I didn't feel heat. I actually felt the most intense peace mm. that I've ever felt before. And I've actually encountered that room a few times and the flame has been different colors. So what he said to me is that's the, the different spirits. Like, you know, the spirits have different colors, they're different meanings. And so mm -hmm. for each flame, is a different spirit of the Lord that is whether it's wisdom or understanding or might that's working in me um, and helping me purge some things off that need to come off. Cause come on, we all still need to be cleaned up from time to time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and of course I've been to the cosmos. That's my newest encounter with Jesus is going up to the heaven of heavens. Cause there's different levels of heaven and going into the cosmos and like, being able to like co-create with him. Oh, come on. That's beautiful. Amazing. And it's like just something that we come up with together, right? Because creation is constantly speaking. Those frequencies are constantly continuing going. They don't end. So creation is still creating today, but we get to partner with him. We get to create with him. So that's the part that, um, yeah, that lately when I go up to heaven, that's what we do. We create the cosmos together with all these amazing oh, colors. I love that. And tell me what the colors are. Like, I can't even name them. It's just uh -huh. like something that comes up into my mind. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that's so, so good. I love that. Encounters. Oh, so good. I love that. But I do want to tell you that there are some, you're getting some prophecies, my friend. Okay. <laughs> So the first one is from Amy Rogers and it says, I have to agree with the brave word over you, April, but I see a much deeper dive the Lord is taking you on this year. And I, I have something to add to that. And this will not only expand daddy's purpose in and over you, I keep hearing team dive. Wow, Amy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay, so, but I'm gonna come back to them. Let me read uh, Karen, Karen Arias, Mama Karen, says, um, April, Father showed me a trail of footprints, those in front and those behind you. You are faithful to go to the places he takes you and your footprints of his love remain in the places you go. Come on. Oh my gosh, thank you. Come on, okay. Totally receive them. Um, I think let me just make sure there's nobody else. I thought maybe Spanish one, but I wasn't sure. Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, I do want to talk about the deep dive because um, I was talking to somebody who um, she had a uh, a dream about deep diving, and the first thing that I thought of 
um, is uh, well, she was talking about in Japan. And I saw um, the Japanese women who deep dive for the pearls. Mm -hmm. oh. So there is something on that word. There is something on that word. But I, um, and they're they're called uh, um, um, amas. They're called amas, and if there is, it's a special group of women who deep dive for wow. these pearls. Only wow. women can do it because they know how to hold their breath for two minutes. They they wow. hold their breath, and there's something on this word. There, I'm telling you, there is. There's a bunch of women who are going deeper, who are going to be doing the deep dive, who are going to be going into the places oh. to go and get the wisdom. Because they will not, they will, they are able to hold their breath because they have the breath of God that's going to sustain them. Oh, so they yeah. don't have to worry, but they are able to go deep to get the wisdom because it's in the deep places where the wisdom comes and the wisdom is formed in the difficult places. So you're going to have to go deep. Yeah. Because the pearl, in order to make a pearl, it comes from that constant rubbing, that constant irritation. Oh. And how do you find it? You have to go deep. You have yeah. to go to where it, it irritates you from the beginning. Wow. Oh, wow. That's good. Right? I'm That's telling true. you, there is That's something, true. there is something so strong um, with women this this season that we're coming into. This is, and, and then that, and I'm not, believe me, please, please hear my heart. I'm not trying to promote my, uh, promote the, the conference that I'm involved with. I'm not trying to promote that, but I am trying to explain the heart of Papa because there is such a synergy when women get together and love on each other and pray with each other and become like sisters and, and help to heal the wounding and help to be a mother and yeah. to help to be an aunt and to help to be a grandma in some places because there has been such a destruction in the church wow like, so so i i mean I, i'm just gonna say it that is so the reason that that there are, are people that are being brought together because they've had similar circumstances and so what they're going to be able to do is they're going to be able to sharpen each other because they've gone through something similar. They're yeah. not dull. They're sharp. Yeah. Because you can't give or help somebody overcome something that you haven't overcome yourself. Mm -hmm. So he has to put people with other women or he's going to have to put women together who have dealt with similar situations with the wounding of a mother, with the wounding of, of um, you know, with the betrayal and, oh my goodness, I think an angel just came in. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all those things. Let me take off my glasses. It might've been a glare, but I don't think so. Cause I'm getting hit. Nope. Um, um, yeah. So as we're, you know, as we're sharpening each other, as we're moving into this new direction, as the crowning has happened, as you have been birthing and you have been birthing, um, as you have been releasing these things and the joy that's going to be coming and the things that are going to be coming, you know, God says, if I can trust you with the little, I will give you the more. And so if he can trust you with the things that other people have disregarded, don't you think he's going to trust you with the, th and those are the things that are important to him because right. every single one of us is so important. 
Yes. But the ones that are discarded and left as garbage as nothing. I mean, you've been in the slums with Winnie and um and uh yes. Georgie and Banoff, you know, you've seen the slum kids yes. in the garbage and they love on them. Yes. They love on them. They don't want anything from them. They want to give to them. Mm -hmm. Come on. This yeah. is this is so if you're watching this and if something is stirring, just really ask Papa, where do you want me to go? But don't be afraid to go. He's never going to put you in a situation where it's going to be dangerous. And he's never going to put you in a situation that you can't be victorious. Right. So right. what are you afraid of? Right. Right. And so you he, he rescues you always. Mm -hmm. And he won't put you in a dangerous situation. It may appear that way on the outside, but you have to keep your spirit eyes open to see. So I have an example that uh, I'll do this quickly. I was in the Philippines um, a while back and we were stranded on an island. Um, our ship captains went to the next island and had a little bit too much to drink and the tide rolled out. Uh, so they were not at the appropriate place to pick us up the time they were supposed to pick us up from the island that we were on. We went out to different villages to bring uh, solar powered lights to villages that don't have electricity. So we are basically stranded on an island out of water, out of food. And there's another ship that we see on the horizon. So we're trying to solve our own problems, right? So we're flagging down the ship. The ship starts to come in uh, to try and pick us up. We have a group of people that go out to meet the ship. And they're like so close to getting to it. And I hear in my spirit the word pirates. <gasps> oh, oh my God, we're in the China Sea. We're in the Philippines on the China yeah. Sea. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Pirates. So we're like, oh, no, like come. And we don't know if they were or not, but we just yeah. like got that warning in our, yeah. our check in our spirit. So we're yelling at them, don't get on the boat. Like come back, come back, come back. Right. And the minute they're getting closer to the boat, and initially, initially, it only looked like they had a few people on the boat. And as our friends are getting closer to approach their boat, all of a sudden, a bunch more of these people come oh. out. And that's where like, oh my gosh, do not get on that boat. Yeah. So I instantly just start praying in my in my prayer language, in my love yeah. language. And all of a sudden, my spirit eyes open up. And it was like, and is it uh, Second Kings? With mm -hmm. Elijah, you know, and it's Elijah. like, yeah. I saw like this fleet, an army of angels. Come on up into the sky and then i look on the horizon and it's our boat like our original boat that forgot us for hours and hours are coming up on the horizon and then the the boat where they're suspected pirates or whatever you know sees that our ship is coming and they pull up anchor and leave mm -hmm. so god will never put you in a position and i mean i've heard stories from heidi baker she's been shot at she's had a knife put to her throat but god always comes in if he calls you to it he's, he's gonna, gonna cover you he's, he's gonna, gonna get you through it for you yes so don't be afraid if you are feeling called to do a mission trip or if you are feeling called to give a word in the grocery store to the person in front of you with your mask on but still just go ahead and do it <laughs> I, love you, Rachel. I know you have to be the nurse i understand so, i know <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I am praying about going to uh, Israel in October with Ryan Simmons. 
Yes, you need to go, go, I go, go. Brian, I was supposed to be in Guyana with him a few weeks ago and we had to cancel. So yeah. come to Israel. Well, Israel been with Brian twice before. It is well with the ban offs, but Brian's on that trip too. Yeah. So. No, um, this one is going to be with um, it's going to be with uh, Joshua Mills. Oh, Joshua's going on this one. Yeah. Ooh. I know. I'm all about the gold dust. Well, pray about it. So I've been, come on, I've, have a I've touch reunion in Israel. Yes. Oh, come on. Heck yeah. I, I would love to do. I want to do in Israel. I would, you. Time. you have time we can we can do some stuff in the really? evening back at the hotel oh yeah 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 yeah. they manage those trips like i mean god manages it i said it wrong but you know it's perfect oh, come on. <gasps> now i'm excited now i'm Touch excited prayer. come on in israel There's come on like israel guys i i'm i am so ready especially with this i understand the importance of make every moment count Make every moment count. Yeah, you truly feel like welcome home when mm -hmm. you step foot there. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk. But this is see, it was fun, right? Yes. And and I wasn't able to pull up your pictures. I tried like three times. Oh, no. I was like, it just it just didn't work. But that's okay because we got some stuff done. But what I would like to do is I would like to invite you and Heather back to. To maybe do a fund, fun, fun, ha, fundraiser. Fun. Yes. Fundraiser. Fun. So, because he's amazing. Yes. A work leader. Yeah. I'm, I'm just hearing that we need to do a fundraiser to do something fun for the homeless. Oh, I love it. Come on, Lisa. Yes. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, totally. I'm Come in. Come on. Let's do yes. a fundraiser for, for them. I mean, Love one it. of the things that I've been wanting to do, I, <laughs> um, I want to have, I want to do a birthday party. Can we just do a big oh. birthday party for all the homeless people? When was the oh. last time they had a cupcake and somebody sang them happy birthday? I agree. Yes. Maybe yes. that's what we should do. We should have a big birthday party for them and Amazing. make like goodie bags and yes. like with hats. Yes. This would be so much fun. I love it. I'm really feeling that we need to like hit every every state in right? the nation. To do that, well, yeah. I, I'm yeah. telling you that, that that is one of the things I've been seeing. It. I see this big birthday banner where you just have a bunch of cupcakes and you just go to the streets and you go and you take a picture with them on their birthday and you sing happy birthday to them and you prophesy over them Ooh. and you love on them. Oh my gosh, that's like the best idea. Thank you, Papa God, for that. Yes. Been, well, he he put that in for, and I was like, I told Heather about it. I was like, I don't know how to do this, but you guys, like, we could start it. We can do it in in New Orleans and just do the, like, we can call it the unbirthday. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoever. It doesn't matter when your birthday is. No, but we're gonna celebrate your birth. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Is we're gonna celebrate your birthday. The day yeah. that you were born, it doesn't matter that it's not today. No. But we're going to celebrate that you are here and you are here for such a time as this. Yes. I really think we need to do that. That's a good idea. No, I'm with you. Yes. Okay. Look at the calendars. Come on. This is awesome. I think so. I think I think that we're going to be going to, uh, 
I think we're gonna be going back to New Orleans and doing some fun things. Daddy's girl and birthday party. I'm um, working on daddy's girl. It's coming. Daddy's girl's coming to New Orleans. That is definitely coming. And it's also coming to Jersey as soon as- But hey, you're gonna open, yeah, when it opens back up. Yes, yes, Come as on. soon as we open. Summer. That's what we're gonna do. So, but this has been fun. It has been. It's been a lot of fun. You're always fun. I love you. I love you so much. I, I love, love all that are listening. Thank yes. you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. I love all the prophetic words and the prophetic words over each other. Yes. I just want to encourage y'all to keep going out, keep doing that. That's oh, incredible. That's good. Rachel, Rachel Picone just said, people are going to get born again when you have yeah. a birthday Rachel. celebration for the yeah. homeless. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I was hearing that too. You, yes, definitely in agreement with that. I think, I think we need to do this. I do too. And it's funny because I see it with, you know, the the big, um, what is it called? It's like the big blow up slides with the water. I don't know why I keep seeing this, but I keep seeing them going down the slides. Lord, how fun is that? How fun is that? I'm telling you, it's like going to a park and having this big party for the homeless people. I like it. Yes. Right. We can have it too. And just yeah. loving on them. Yes. Because yes. you know what? One of the saddest things that the Lord showed me is he said, he said that, you know, they don't get touched. No, they don't. That's why I, I, I mean, I'm a, that's my love language is touch. Yes. So touch when I go out, I'm always like hugging and loving mm -hmm. on them. Um, mm -hmm. There was one point even, I mean, the last couple of weeks we've been limited to what we can do with them. Do mm -hmm. their relations. Right. Um, and we're even telling Heather, I'm like, I miss being smelly. Like, Oh, I do. Like, I'm so sweet. I know. Well, I mean, come on now. This is the cigarette. Like, I'm, I, miss, I miss that. You know what the Lord said to me, April? He says, You can't wash off homelessness. That smell will stay with you forever. Yeah. I'll take and it. isn't it beautiful when it becomes a sweet fragrance? It is. To me, it is. To yes. you, it is. And I think yeah. that is what makes you so amazing. You're very welcome. Thank you, guys. This was fun. And we look, we have prophecy. We had ideas, you know, something new. I think we should really do this. I think we should do a fundraiser. Come on, you guys want to come to a birthday party? Come on. Birthday, your state. Uh, <laughs> Are you part of the birthday party? I think we should. I think there's because I that that was actually something that um that happened to me. My husband asked me when I turned 51. He said, um, he goes, what do you want to do? And I met a homeless man. I said, I'm, I want to go get cupcakes and bring one to Joseph and sing him happy birthday. And he said, what? I said, when was the last time Joseph had a birthday party? I said, let's go bring him cupcakes. And he said, okay. So we went and we got cupcakes. We couldn't find Joseph. Joseph was out riding the rails, making money. <laughs> they know how to work the system. I will tell you that. They they're, do. Yeah, they're so smart. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's, oh, we got people who are saying they're going to get plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, no. Oh, trust me. Oh yeah. We're, I'm saying road trip. I was, I was talking to Jenny today. I'm like, we got a road trip. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but okay. So if anybody is interested in staying in contact with you, all they have to do is just go to your Facebook page because I know that you're, yeah, you're, yeah just private message you, you know, but you know, April just let's, let's just put this in put this out there that today is the beginning of you hearing her name a lot. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yep. Woo. Okay. We're talking yep. about stuff. I'm like, I am one that likes 
to be hidden. Um, you know, I do a lot with a lot of different ministries, but it's always like behind the scenes with the leaders in the green room or, you know, ministry prayer, prayer time. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's your Lord. coming out party, baby. <laughs> birthday cakes coming out party. Birthday, Come on. birthday cake coming out party. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. So this was a lot of fun. So thank you yeah. so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for being part of my coming out party. Absolutely. And thank you guys for, for listening. If this has blessed you, please go ahead and uh, hit the share button. Sharing is caring. You can also follow me on now on Periscope. Awesome. <laughs> I'm doing, um, you can find me. It's uh, my handle is at touch by prayer, but um, I'm doing something called uh, crown chats, heavenly discussions. Ooh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's uh, discussions from a heavenly perspective. That's what it is. It's called Crown Chats. So like today, um, my topic was called uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Getting rid of stinking thinking. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Well, yes. it's, not, it's not me. It's all Papa. But yeah, but that was it, you know, because we can sit in the woulda, coulda, shoulda. And God's like, nope, that's all. That's that's just death. And that's past. Can't do nothing about it. So there you go. So, and wow. you can also follow me at um, Touch by Prayer TV and see old shows, including Jeremy Mangersheen, who's going yeah. to be coming on again. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been trying to get Shannon. He does have a new book. That's why I, I, I boxed him. I'm like, all right, you need to come back on. He goes, okay. <laughs> Do you know that he was, he was my first, he was my first call in guest. I didn't know that. He's my first Colin guest, and he connected me with a plethora of people. And I always say, and but the funny thing is, uh, with uh, Jeremy is, um, the Lord told me to friend request him. So yes, so you know, pay attention to those things that uh, that God tells you to do because He knows who needs to be in your life, so just funny. like you needed to be in mine. Yes, and you and my, I know, it was yes. totally, it was good. It was yes. good. It was all good. It was all good. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. If you guys are interested, what is, um? If it, there is a, Chris Burns did a CD that actually money goes towards, I think, the Bourbon Missions. Yes, you can yep. get it on Spotify or iTunes. It's called Jesus in the Bar by mm -hmm. Chris Burns. And you were there and part of the night that we did that recording. Was I really? I felt like I was there. But yeah, yes, yes. So it's amazing. So um, yeah, and all the proceeds go to help out with the homeless. So, so Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in a bar. Yes. Come on. Yes. Now, yes. wouldn't you want to go find Jesus in a bar? I would. Right? Yes. So, yes, if you guys are interested, because if you go and uh, download it or buy it, they actually get money for the missions. They get it for the uh, for Bourbon Street uh, Revival because it is coming. It's coming. Oh Maybe the yeah. birthday cakes will bring it. Yes. Couldn't you imagine? Come on. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right. I am going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you, April. Oh, I love y'all so much. Love you, Lisa. Oh. Okay, and I will talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome, awesome day. It is going to be a fabulous day tomorrow because Jesus loves you. He has incredible plans for you, and you are going to be really surprised at what he can do in and through you. Good night, guys.